Welcome to Talk of the Town, a podcast by the Town SC where we have candid conversations with athletes, sports influencers, and individuals pushing the game forward. As always, I'm your host, L. Johnson. Season two is here, and this season we'll be highlighting individuals who are growing the game at the grassroots level, creating access in spaces that would otherwise be inaccessible. So this week, we speak with Mizu soccer alum and co-founder of Austin Rise FC, Erin Webb, about her journey in the sport, as well as how she and her co-founders are helping resurrect women's soccer in Austin. Aaron, what's good? Thanks for coming on and kicking it with us today. How you feeling? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. So first thing we'd like to do um, when we kick off the show, do a little icebreaker game. Um, tell us one interesting fact about yourself that most people wouldn't know about you. Interesting fact. Um, okay. Um, a, lot, a lot of people don't know this about me, but my name is Aaron, and I was actually named after my grandpa. And um, my little brother is also named after my dad. So that's just like a fun fact. Me and my brother are both named after people in our lives. So I always, nice. uh, when it comes to fun facts, of course, I always say, oh, I love playing soccer. I played soccer. So I definitely want to, to mix it up on the fun fact. Uh, dope, dope. Cool. So let's get right into it, though. Um, tell us about your background, your origin story, if you will, you know, where you're from, when you fell in love with the game. Yep. So I grew up in Colorado. Um, I lived there most of my life and I started playing soccer when I was four years old. And so I guess to take it back, I was um, born in North Carolina and then I lived in Dallas, Texas. And then from there, I moved to Colorado and actually moved in Colorado as well to like a different part. So um, I did, I did move around a little bit, went to two elementary schools, a couple middle schools. So the one like consistent thing was, you know, soccer like I knew that I was always going to make friends um, playing soccer and stuff so that always helped me um, make friends and even the friends today have all been from from soccer but yeah in Colorado I grew up I played for our local club team Real Colorado so there's actually a lot of a lot of good girls that have you know come out of that that club so um, that definitely you know made me to the soccer player that um, I was kind of still am but I'm a little older now but um, that's kind of where uh, that was. And when I was in high school, I, I committed to the University of Missouri. Um, so I was really excited because, um, I mean, we always talk about like in club that, you know, getting like a soccer scholarship and going to college is, you know, something we always strive for. And so just going through that process was, was great. And um, when I went to Mizzou, I don't know my visit, like I knew that's where I wanted to be. Like, my mom always tells the story and I always tell it like I told my mom like this is me like this is where I want to be and for those four years um, playing was um, a lot of fun playing in the SEC getting to travel a lot um, so that's kind of like how my like story was just starting from the beginning to college um, but yeah it was it was good let's take it back a second though you mentioned rail Colorado um, a lot of big names came out of there um, Sophia Smith for one um, we got a homegirl, part of our two cents family, um, Micaiah Menace. She's from Colorado. She came out there. She just got drafted this year to uh, Kansas City. Um, who are some other players, like bigger known players that may, people may not know about that came out of Real Colorado? Okay, so I will say um, one is Janine Becky. Um, we were younger. I called her Nina, but she uh, was in, on my team, but she was one year older. So she played for the Canadian national team. Um, also, 
uh, Mal Pugh, but now she uh, got married. So I think on her jersey now she plays on Swanson. Um, she was also, I think she, um, she's four years younger than me as, as well. So those are um, a couple of the ones. And of course, um, we played against Rush, Colorado growing up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Lindsay Horan played on Rush. So um, even on the competitive side too, there was you know, a lot of good development that came out of Real. So for that, you know, I would always be, be grateful for, you know, the development and, and stuff I got from, from Real. So. Yeah, not for sure. Colorado is definitely a hotbed. Um, talk about like the makeup of your like your youth team. Were you like the only black kid on the team? Like, was it pretty diverse? Actually, we were pretty we were pretty diverse. I would say like um, it wasn't half and half. But we were a lot of us um, on the team. Um, so yeah, one girl. Um, I guess I'll give her a shout out. Her name is Candace Seifers. Um, she was one of my friends. She ended up playing at Virginia Tech, but. Yeah, there was like a lot of us on our team and um, that definitely, uh, they were top competitors, you know, one of the top players on the team as well. And um, they pushed me to, you know, be stronger, you know, mentally and physically uh, as well. But um, yeah, no, there's actually a pretty good (laughs) hefty amount of us actually. Like if I actually found a picture of it, I think you'd be like, oh yeah, there's actually, you know, a lot of us on there. That's dope. Love to hear that for sure. So let's let's jump a little bit forward to your college career. You know, you played at a pretty elite club. Um, what was your recruitment like? Like, what was that process like? Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, it's it's just crazy because like when you go to like showcases and stuff, and you just see the colleges like like the coaches all lined up on the sideline and and stuff. It just it's crazy how much like anxiety that would give me because like I would always just be in my head and just be like, oh my god, they're looking at like know every single thing and like I was like oh my god like it's crazy but it was good and of course like at the time we had to uh, we talked to coaches we had to call them you know first to like you know start that process so that was also like really scary for me of just you know calling a you know college coach and just having questions ready and all that stuff but um, yeah I remember when I got my first like my conversation with the good D1 school that was like amazing and of course, I was just super overwhelmed, and um, but well, yeah. When I went to, um, what was actually great about my coach is like he there was no pressure or anything. Like I, t- I took my time, and you know he made sure that that's where I, I wanted to go. Like there was never like a deadline or anything. So that was something I was you know felt felt comfortable with, and um, it also just yeah made me feel feel great. And talking about how you know when um, he takes us from our parents that you know, we're leaving as like kids basically, and that it will turn into young women after we, we leave. And that's exactly how, how that is. And, you know, it's, it's been a while since I've been in college, but I still talk to him, you know, um, here and there, Brian Blitz, um, is his name, but, uh, yeah, it was, it's good. (laughs) And of course too, like, um, my parents also taught me as well to the place I didn't go was to like ensure that I called them or emailed them as well, um, to tell them thank you, but I was going somewhere else too. Just that's something too that has stuck with me even just today in my life of just, you know, even if you commit to something and you have to say no to something else, that you give them, you know, the, the courtesy and respect to, you know, also let them know as well. So um, I feel like yeah, I had to sure. I feel like with that, you have to grow up really quick when you make decisions like that. So, you know, every athlete I feel like that does that. Um, you definitely have to grow up for that process. So Definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of athletes growing up, like, did you have any influences? Were there any particular athletes that you follow, soccer, non-soccer? 
Like, who are your influences? Yeah, I'm definitely, like, older. So definitely, like, the stuff from, like, you know, like, Mia Ham days was, like, you know, all that and, like, Abby Wambach and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, those were definitely, like, my influences. All Anyone, like, I guess, like, on, like, the national team, just being able to mm. watch them. Like, or um, I forgot when when this was, but I remember I went to Dick's Sporting Goods Park. That's where the Colorado Rapids play. And I remember like the women's national team played there and it was just always fun to go see them in person. It's also too, even with any athlete or famous person, you know, when you see them in person, you realize how like big or small they are. And then it's just, it's just crazy how like TVs and stuff don't even do, do things justice. Um, but I would say, yeah, just anyone on the, like, the U.S. national team. And um, it's crazy, too, because even me being older, I see some stories now about, you know, women that, you know, went to like, the corporate world and they came back to playing soccer at, like, 32 mm-hmm. or somebody that, you know, played at a uh, NIA or NIA school and, you know, she was able to make it on the pro league, too. So it's just crazy now that, like, even from back then, there was always wasn't saying there was always one one path to get somewhere, but now you can see all the different stories and all the different like journeys people take now, and just how the opportunity has grown for everyone. But um, yeah, definitely growing up, just probably I would say like everyone on the national team, basically. Nah, dope, dope. Yeah, and to your point, like the opportunities are actually growing, especially on the women's side. Yeah. Like it's it's amazing yeah. to see you know new leagues popping up, new opportunities to play professionally. Um, so really, really, really glad, glad to see. And we'll get into that a little bit more later in the show. Yeah. Um, but kind of sticking back to Mizzou for a second, uh, how was your experience playing there? And then, you know, what did you major in? Like, what were some of your things that you love to do off the off the pitch? Yeah, um, it was it was great. Um, I was definitely, like, more, like, shy and, like, I don't want to say scared, but um, when I was a freshman. Um, but it was, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to play really good, you know, competition. So we got to go to, you know, great other like, institutions in the SEC. Um, we had practice from like six to eight in the morning. So like, which I actually kind of like because now that made me kind of like during my time, like just living and being in a career and stuff is like getting up early because you get all this done. Like we'd have like practice lifting and like, like doing rehab, ice baths all done before like 10 o'clock. And then you had the rest of the day to do things. So I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. Um, I majored in, in finance, um, like my undergrad, and then I got my MBA in marketing. Um, so I did stay at Mizzou the two other years to get my MBA. Um, nice. So as you can see, like, I, I loved it. It was like a great college town. Um, like things I'd like to do. I love football um, and stuff. So like when I got a chance, I go into uh, the football games. One of my favorite memories is we went to back in the day, went to the SEC championship game. It was Mizzou versus uh, Auburn. So we drove to Atlanta to go to the game. So that's like one of my favorite memories from from school. But uh, I made some really great friends there. Um, I think a lot of people would, would say that, like long like longtime friends. We would just laugh about some of the crazy stuff that would happen or the crazy stuff we would do. And just um, it's great when we have like weddings and stuff and we can all go back and like talk about the stuff that we did. But um and actually we were pretty we were pretty good too um we made the NCAA tournament twice we were almost co-regular season champions um we were ranked in preseason a couple times as well so um we definitely were 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 pretty good so that was yeah like I said that was a lot of fun and um 
my parents came a couple times to my games too and it was great because they moved to to move to South Carolina so we played of course the schools like in uh, mm-hmm. Georgia and South Carolina and stuff so for them it was easy for them to come to any state we were at to to watch to watch me play so nice yeah. nice um so you mentioned you you stayed got your MBA majoring in finance MBA in marketing um so when you graduated from Mizzou like what was the next step for Aaron was it pro aspirations was it straight to corporate world like what, what was the vibe yeah, I was like, I was actually stuck for a while, to be honest. Um, I, um, I think that it's very true that athletes go through that phase where they have that like identity crisis of they didn't know like what, like necessarily what to do. And I did think about that. I was like, okay, and get my MBA and potentially still like, because I was still able to practice with the team after I graduated because I was still in school. So I stayed practicing with them. Um, I was kind of like a volunteer coach a little bit. Like I would go to like during spring, I would go with them to some of their games and stuff. But um, yeah, I was kind of in limbo because I did, I did think about it. I like, you know, reached out to a couple like people and agents and stuff. But then also too, I was also thinking like, okay, like it is time for me to like, you know, get a job and everything. And also I did feel behind because since I did stay to get my MBA, people, some of my uh, classmates also like started to get jobs. And so they were, they had money, so they're able to, you know, travel and do more things. And so like, I kind of went through that phase of like, okay, am I missing out? And like, you know, I'm still like struggling because like I'm still in college technically. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like my thing. Um, yeah, after school, I moved back to my so my parents moved from Colorado to South Carolina. And so after school, I went there for a little bit. I did think about playing pro. Um, and then that, that didn't really happen. And then, so I started just applying for jobs um, and stuff. And I just reached out on LinkedIn. So I worked at Oracle. Um, like, so I stayed, I stayed in South Carolina maybe like seven, nine months. So I was just like there with my parents, which, you know, of course my parents like, oh no, like it's, it's fine. Like, you know, you're trying to figure your life out and stuff. So I did get um, a job and then that moved me to Austin. So um, that's why I moved here for, for a job, which it was great. Um, Austin was like the best place, you know, for me to go. Um, I did also think about like, um, like I wanted to be, I wanted to stay in sports. That was also kind of like my thing. Like when I was in school, like I always try to get internships that were like sports related because I wanted to stay in sports. And I also thought about like being a sports agent. I thought about that too. <laughs> and of course, some people like, like, go to law school and stuff like that. And like, I was thinking about doing that. I wrote for like a sports agent blog for a little bit. So I was like, and I applied to like some like sports agencies. So that was like, that was like three things I was trying to do, like play soccer, potentially go corporate, be a sports agent, like all this stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, eventually I moved to Austin. um, And that's kind of where like, I I guess I'll be for a while, but yeah. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, I definitely, wanted to be a sports agent growing up that was probably like my first like real career path yeah. goal when it came to working in sports it was like I had we had a family friend who was an NBA agent and just uh-huh. kind of seeing all the cool stuff that he got to do like he got access to these sneakers you know me mm-hmm. being a big sneaker head it's like oh you get access to free shoes too like you know and then just being around the game it, it seemed very very interesting and very exciting yeah. um you know working in sports now it's like eh. It's, it's glittery on the outside, you know, but it's tiring yeah. and it's almost thankless work at times on the inside. So, um, 
but yeah, so let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about um, you know, where you are now currently mm-hmm. in your playing career. Like there's some, you know, some news and some uh a team that we'll be talking about very soon, um, that you're yeah. a co founder of. All right. All right, so let's talk about the state of women's soccer, like outside of the NWSL, right? So, you know, you seen you said a lot of your friends who played they maybe went corporate or they kind of fell out of the game after college um, because of like limited pro opportunities. Um, so can you talk a little bit about like what life is like outside of NWSL? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's crazy how like it just exploded with just a lot of opportunities for, for people to play. Um, of course, like one of the main ones was like to go overseas. So a lot of my friends went to name a few um, Iceland, Norway, Italy, um, places like places like that. So a lot of people would go um, international, which um, a lot of people liked. But of course, like you're in a different country. Um, of course, COVID happens. So that also happened for some people. And then now you're seeing a lot of is, of course, like the semi-pro leagues. So um, last year we played in the UWS. This year my, my team will play in the WP, WP, or WPSL. And then also there's the USL too, a lot of acronyms, but yeah, so it's just a lot of different, um, you know, avenues now for, for players to play. And I think too, um, eventually it will grow to the point where some of these leagues will of course like feeder into like the pro leagues as well. So, you know, having the ability for, you know, women to play, but then you've been playing great, get a chance to like play with the pro team, or maybe if you know, a girl got hurt or trying to get back into it, come down to our team and also still get the same level of, you know, competition, facilities, coaching, all that stuff. So the women's league is expanding greatly. And I think it's, of course, it's needed because, um, you know, with anything, if you, if you like, if you didn't get, get drafted, you know, back in the day and stuff, you had, you had to go overseas um, in order to keep playing. But now there's a lot more stuff happening here. Um, which, which is great. So I would say it's just, it's just growing and expanding and everyone will be able to have that option of, you know, like even if they don't know what they want to do with their life, like professionally or um, like soccer wise, that they have a place where they can at least still, you know, like sharpen their iron and still be able to stay and um, compete at a high level. So I think it's been great. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, so what are some things that you would like to see like in the coming years? You, you mentioned that there's been a lot of progress, but what are some things that you that are still missing that you would like to see in the next couple of years? Yeah. Um, just not just even soccer, just, um, just the business side of things and the organization uh, of some of these teams. I know there's been a lot of, you know, allegations that come with a lot of, you know, these, these organizations. So I think it's just coming from like, you know, the, the top really um, just being able to have a place for players to feel like, you know, they're seen, they're heard, they feel safe. Um, that their that their bodies matter, their opinion matters. I think that's the one thing. And like, yeah, of course, um, you know, it's it's true. Like, money does talk uh, with anything really in life. But even though that's the case, or so and so is you know the head of this, it's like they're just having a place at the top level, top of an organization, where players feel like you know they have a, a place and that they feel safe and that they're heard. Um, that's where I want to see it grow. I, like talent wise, it's, it's great. The, the, the women, even international women that come play here, like, uh, yeah, of course, like as time goes on, uh, more fans sell out things. Like I think all that's going to come, you know, over time, but also I just, you know, just the top of organizations. We just want, 
I personally just want better just for just for the sake of for everyone. Yeah, no, 100% is definitely something that's needed. Um, and you're actually in a position to influence some of that change as well. Um, you know, you're a co-founder of Austin Rise FC. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the team, how I got started, what the origin story of that was? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, um, take it back a little bit. So yeah, when I got here, I was just playing, you know, soccer, just like pickup and all that stuff. And I was at Zilka Park, which is a park, you know, downtown. And I was there and I actually saw a girl um, who played for Real. Um, she's from Colorado. And I saw her at the park and she said, hey, you should come to um, Austin Elite, our previous club, like come out and, and play. So I you know, at the time I hadn't played for a while, but um, you know, I went out there and um, you know, started, started playing with them. And then I became like a part of that team. Um, and so with that uh, last year, um, there was some like management misconduct stuff. So there was like um, an investigation on the team. So with that, our team uh, folded, uh, which is unfortunate is we were going through, we were like an undefeated season um, we were ranked fifth in the UWS and we were trying to go to like regionals, potentially go to nationals. And so with that, um, the, one of the teams that made it to regionals, um, like dropped out. So we, we really pretty much had like a, a one-way ticket to nationals to play for nationals. And, and with all that stuff that happened, um, we weren't able to do that. And, um, you know, I don't have to get into this that much, but yeah, there was just stuff with like, regards to like our coach, like being wrongfully terminated, some other like, you know, abuse and stuff that happened with our team. But, um, you know, from there, like it was the five of us from the team and the coach as well. We kind of just came together and just thought that like, you know, Hey, like, let's just do our own thing, keep this going. So that's kind of how it, it started. We, you know, of course, you always say like, we want to like rise above like all the things we've been to through and stuff. And, you know, that journey has also been amazing. Like I've worked with like, five other great women that really care about soccer and care about people. And a lot of like what we're building is, you know, from that, from our pretty experiences, like we're trying to build something that's um, of course the exact opposite of, of what we went through. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you for telling that story as well. Um, what, what have been some of the challenges of getting this team off the ground? Like from a straight grassroots yeah, level? Um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, it's a lot of work. And of course, like with anything, like the fun stuff's always like more fun. So of course, when we were making like our, our name, our logo, our branding, like stuff like that, like being stepped into the league. Which is really great, by the way. Like, oh, oh, thank you. Probably one Appreciate of the best that. in American soccer right now, for sure. Yes, let's go. Um, see, that was fun. And we spent, <laughs> we spent time on that, which, you know, because one thing that we're, we, like one like compliment we got was like, oh, you guys aren't messing around. And I love that because like people are taking us seriously. We're, we're trying to be professional. Like, like we're just, we're just trying to make, like when people see like our stuff, they're like, like don't mess with them. Like that's kind of the, that's the vibe that, you know, we're giving off or at least I give off. Um, the toughest thing I would say um, is yeah, a lot of stuff like comes in at once of things to do like we have like a like on our website people can like message us about different things and like there's of course the business side of things and also like the soccer part of things of uh and mark we've got tryouts going so we're trying to get that set up and then also to um for sure um like sponsorships and like funding stuff um i guess that's definitely like um uh the hardest but i mean we have a great soccer community a great community here 
So like, um, that's just like one thing that we just know that with this, like, we're going to have to definitely need some like funding and, and you know, money to, to ensure that, you know, the players we get will have the facilities, the equipment and stuff they need to, to be successful. So I would definitely say, um, you know, get finding like the sponsors and stuff, getting that um, set up is a challenge, but also too like, um, yeah, we're, we are initially starting from scratch in, in regards to like soccer. Of course, we'll probably have some previous girls from our last team come, but um yeah, we're just trying to make our name for ourselves. And we also, we're brand new. And so um, we don't want to just, you know, be crazy and be like, oh, like our first season as a team, we're going to just kill it and this mm -hmm. is going to happen and stuff. So it's like you have to balance of being, you know, best case scenario, worst case scenario with like with a lot of things. Because um, when your emotions, you get super excited about something and you're super passionate about it, but you just can't let that, you know, make you have unreal unrealistic goals and everything. But yeah, with us being um, the group we are, um, it's great. Also, it's just great to work with them. Like, I mean, yes, we, we meet up, we should be doing more work and stuff, but like, it's just fun, like <laughs> being with them and like hanging out. And like, also too, we like got some stickers and stuff. So we got stickers and, and merch. And like right now I'm wearing like our old, this is like our first version of, you know, our shirt, like Austin Rise FC. Nice. So like we've gotten like some merch and stuff and, Again, that's like the fun stuff, like, right? The fun stuff that you get to wear and have stickers and like stick things on like uh, like coffee shops and stuff. Um, but yeah, the group is great to, to work with. And um, yeah, we're excited for, well, we're excited for the season to come. We do need more time to make sure everything's set up, but we're excited for the season now. No, for sure. I definitely understand everything you're going through as a co-founder in the town FC. Um, we're kind of in the same boat, like just the the ebbs and flows, the hurry up and waits, the everything, like wearing multiple hats and trying to manage things with zero money is, yeah. you know, it's definitely, you definitely have to get creative with it for sure. So I definitely yeah. admire the, the work that you guys have done thus far and the work that you guys will continue to do. So, you know. You have a, a empathizer in me because I definitely understand yeah, what you're going yeah. through. At, yeah, <laughs> and, what's, and what's great too about our group is like um, we all have like day jobs. And so we mm -hmm. bring in a lot of our like career experiences into this, which I think makes us um, super well-rounded. And that's what I love about our group too is um, the soccer background is really important, but also the other stuff that we have too is just, is just amazing. Like, uh, like, it's it's great and yeah I'm, I'm glad you feel what it because you know a lot of people can say whatever about anything um yeah. like oh my gosh you guys need to do this and this and and you're just like oh yeah yeah we're we're trying that and, and stuff so it's just like and um like are you actually gonna give us some money the, to do that you know I, exactly like <laughs> but you can't be to the cost? You, you can't be you can't ask straight up but i mean and ask me too we actually talked to um veno too we had a call with him um Nice. Was it like a week or two weeks ago? But yeah, and um, he's been giving us, you know, he gave us a good, some good insight and advice as well. And of course, like, I can't thank everyone enough, like our community that's like helped us, reached out, all this stuff. But yeah, it's when they, when people are just like, oh yeah, you just gotta, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, uh -huh. we're trying. <laughs> Easier said than done, for sure. Yeah. What advice would you give to individuals who are looking to start a club? You know, you see a lot of clubs popping up nowadays with the, World Cup coming in 2026. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give to someone who's looking to start a, a grassroots club from scratch? Yeah. Um, just just do it. Just just try. Um, just make yourself different. Make yourself um, unique and different. 
um, because there's like, which is great, is that there's going to be a lot of opportunity, like a lot of different teams, a lot of different cities. But you got to make make yourself different and bring a, a different experience um, than others. Um, I think even even you know we always know that you know soccer is um, it comes to, like skill or competition that is important. But when you really think about it, if you talk to you know two different players and they're saying, "Oh, this club, like, yeah, like it's it's great," but you know, I'm just you know a small fish in a big pond, and then they're over here. It's like, oh, you know, this team, like, you know, they're building up, they're building up. But over here, like, I'm happy. Like the girls are great. Like I'm getting great, like great, you know, communication skills and building myself up. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that people just, you know, have to think about too. It's not just the soccer. It's just the the overall experience of, you know, you want this player to maybe potentially move on to something bigger, but also if they want to come back, like they know this is a place that they want to be. Um, so I think that's just, you know, with anyone's advice and also like for the club with, with anything, um, just reach out, reach out to people because we all know from the top dogs at any place were us at one point. And actually, a lot of people want to give their time to, to talk to people and stuff. And, like, the worst they can say is no. Like, I think that's what yeah. scares a lot of people from doing things is what's going to happen. I mean, like, the worst they can say is no and don't respond. It's nothing personal. But then you just, you know, you move on about your day. So I think that's one thing, too, of just 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 try. Get out of your comfort zone. Um, you, you'll realize, like you know, how a lot of people like, you know, feel the same things as you, or they're like, Oh, I'm go- I'm so glad you reached out. I actually saw something about this. And it's just, you know, but I, I would say for sure, number one thing is to, um, you know, make yourself, make yourself different and do things that other, other clubs or other teams aren't doing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And a lot of times when you get those no's, it's really not right now. So it's like, yeah, Keep working, yeah. keep grinding, keep building the brand, and then they'll come back around and, you know, it'll be a yes that time. So yeah. definitely, oh, yeah. definitely stay locked in. So what's next for Austin Rise? Um, you mentioned that you guys are getting ready for the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's next? How are you guys planning to like activate the community and, you know, do those types of things? Yeah. So, yeah, we have our, our tryouts in March. The end of March is when our tryouts will be. So we're still, you know, finalizing a couple of things of like the location and everything. Um, we've done, um, we're going to our annual like meeting, um, for the WPSL in, in, um, Oklahoma city. So we'll be doing that. Um, so yeah, we're just like focusing on, yeah, the tryouts and then also locking down some, some venues for, for our home games. Um, we've also done, so we're actually a really big part of our community is like an Austin co-ed soccer league. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a, like adult league where, you know, people can play like men's women's a co-ed and the president of co-ed Alyssa she's been she's been great she's been basically our um, like advisor and um, they have a lot of like galas and soccer foundation stuff here so she's been really gracious enough to like invite us to like a lot of things um I haven't like uh last Sunday maybe it was yeah last Sunday we went to we had like a um there's like a soccer golf course here in Austin and we participated in it and all the proceeds were going to uh, street soccer USA. Mm-hmm. So we went to that. So like every, any type of like soccer, like event that's being you know held here, we, we attend. Um, I think we're, I think on, I don't want to like say this, like off, I'll just be off the record, but um, I think in 
February 19th, we're going to be on a, like another podcast, like introducing the team. We're going to have a watch party to watch like Austin FC. So there's been a lot of like great community things. And uh, um, those very days, the supportive group for Austin FC have, have been great. Like um, they've already, you know, they're like, Hey, we're going to your games. Like, you know, just let us know when, where, and so it's 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 honestly been been amazing like this community like I honestly think that like Austin is a soccer city like we will I I mean you know don't want to go against the town and everything but like <laughs> I think we could be like the soccer city um, for like few, like literally for like years to come there's um, there's like futsal everywhere there's indoor places everywhere here like there's just a million places like to play soccer here. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, I have one question for you, uh, just in terms of like from like a team perspective and like mm -hmm. not really business, but like when it comes to recruiting, um, I know with us, as we've been trying to recruit more women's players, like I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the Tennessee is a women's first team. Um, mm -hmm. We just happened to kind of roll out with men's because the, the players are more available. But yeah. um, when it comes to recruiting, you know, women to play for the team, like. What, what are some ways that you guys have found have been like effective of like getting more women involved? Cause you know, like after college, you have to go, you go do the career stuff. You kind of fall out of the game. So it's mm -hmm. kind of hard versus men who like will do more. They'll, they'll go yeah. play semi-pro. They'll go, they'll try to keep the dream alive as long as possible. Um, yeah. So it's difficult to kind of find and recruit more yeah. women. So what would have been some of your guys' methods? Yeah. And what's, it's, it's actually crazy too, because um, when I played for elite, which would make me really happy was, I am, I mean, okay, I'm 28, so I'm not that old, but like, I didn't play, I didn't play for a while. And I, when I went out there to like play and compete, I was like, wow, like I, I still got it. And like, I'm not as washed out as I think. And like myself was like kind of that market too, of like, where can I find more like me's, you know? Yeah. And um, that's the thing, like when we go play like, you know, co-ed or indoor, you know, there's, there's some girls there that are maybe like, I mean, I don't even want to say on the older side let's say a little bit out of college mm -hmm. and you, know, you see them and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, actually I played, you know, like here, I played at Baylor, I played somewhere else. I'm like, okay, then yeah. And I was like, Hey, do you want to still play like competitively? Or you still think you kind of have that fire in you a little bit? And they're like, you know, yeah. Like I kind of can see, you know, like, so that's the thing too. Like there's been a lot of girls too, that are not just like fresh out of college. There's actually some girls um, that have been done and actually, you know, just, get them a soccer ball and like make them run for 90 minutes a little bit. And they're like, Oh, like I could still do this. Um, that's the thing too. Like when I, when we're starting to reach out, it's like, we're going to ask like, you know, colleges and college coaches like, Hey, do you have girls that are about to graduate? But also do you have some former girls that, you know, maybe you still keep in touch with that still um, want to want to come out and see? Cause I just think too, like you just like never know. I think once people think they didn't, they didn't get to a certain level they can't do anymore. I just think people need to just like come out there and yeah. just see what they still have. And like, and I think that's something that, um, you know, I, people need more opportunity too. of just like, okay, like, should I, or should I not? There's a bunch of like young people out here. And I think that will like switch somebody's brain too. Like for me, when I went out there and I was like, okay, like I could, I could still hang. It's like, I could still do this maybe. Like I'm not, I'm not totally done yet. So that's kind of like, um, like my pitch too. And like also to our founders group, um yeah I am the youngest in my in our group everybody else is in their 30s but it's just like um like we st like we still play and like one girl Amanda she played at uh, UT and 
like she still has it. And I think that's just like, that's part of our market too, of just girls that just like have the opportunity to just like come out here and like see what you got. And um, I think people realize like, wow, like I just, I just like, I just loved the feeling of just being able to still play. Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, when you do like um, rec things or adult leagues, like, yeah, you could tell somebody has played like before, like by their skills and stuff. And, you know, of course you don't run as much because, you know, you're kind of just doing it for fun. But I just think it's a, just a good feeling just for the, especially for a like, competitive fire in you, if you're a deep competitor and it's like, you know, you can't really be, well, even though I try to be competitive work at work and at other stuff, but it's like, it's just a different thing that just like, hits you in your heart, you know, like being able to be like, you know, I can still, I can still do this. Like, and, um, of course at this level, it's like, it's, it's professional, but of course people still have day jobs. Like I was still able to still put, like go to practice and, and play games even with my job as well. So, um, that's something that like, like I try to sell people and tell people too. Cause that's, that's, I mean, that's how I felt. And I, I yeah. feel like I think other people feel that way too. Yeah, no doubt. I'm definitely taking some notes there. Um, so let's get into some some fun stuff, some rapid fire questions as we wrap this up. Oh, God, um, all right. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. All right. What are some must haves in your match day bag? Okay. Um, I would definitely say over time, got an older a lacrosse ball. You definitely have to have that in there. Um, I don't really have much in my bag, honestly. Um, I would have to say like a snack i like honestly like most games like i'm starving like during the games that um pedialyte that's something that people need to have for sure as the time gotten older i cramp really easily so yeah pedialyte a snack and definitely a cross ball everything else i i don't really need okay um so what's on your pre-match playlist what gets you juice for the game um i like okay I like, I'm a mixture. I like, I like older songs. So, um, definitely like early 2000s songs. I do like mm. the weekend and I do like Disney as well. Like, mm, um, okay. I'm like jam, like, you know, when you like, um, like on the team bus or anything, you watch somebody like jamming and they're like, you know, and you're thinking like, Oh yeah, they're, they're playing something crazy. And no, I just like, like make a man out of you from like Mulan and stuff. <laughs> like that's like, that's, that's what I like. So, yeah, I like old, I like older, older stuff in the weekend. Yeah. All right. So what's the best, what are some of the best food spots in Austin? Okay. Um, I would have to say, so, okay. Well, it all depends on what you, on what you like. Like Austin has everything. Um, Of course, there's always that like controversy that we have Tex-Mex for like Mm -hmm. Mexican food. So, you know, it's also like a thing, but personally, like I like, um, this like the sushi pl- like sushi so like there's this place it's like the revolving sushi place and you just pick the stuff off the conveyor belt so that's that's personally like, one of my favorites um there's this uh this is like a pupusa place by my house it's a food truck mm-hmm. um that's one of my favorite i think it's more of like on the low key so hopefully no one from austin like watches this and like goes there and ruins <laughs> it for me um well, you didn't say any names so you know, yeah sure that. i didn't say the name so it's fine but people might text me afterwards ask me um let's see what else barbecue you never can go wrong with barbecue um people come into austin it's the best barbecue spot oh yes there's franklin's there's also terry black's 
um, honestly, you can argue with people forever about this because like people like different things. Um, but uh, the lines are long at yeah, Terry Black's and Franklin's. Like Franklin's, I've actually never been like to the actual like store because like the lines wrapped around mm. and they ran out of food. So <laughs> I've only got it like during COVID. And actually me and my mom like ordered like all the stuff on the menu, like every single thing. And I went to go pick it up. And then like me and my, like, my whole family just ate, um, ate like every single meat they had there. And I haven't been back since. And I think that was the only <laughs> opportunity to go there because of yeah. COVID. And we could just like order all that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of other restaurants, but um, honestly, like those are my favorites. But again, people will argue with me to the day they all die right. about it. But yeah. All right, last one. Uh, where do you want to be in five years? Um, I think, well, since I started this team, um, I love Austin. Um, I definitely want to stay here. My parents live here. So as you can see, my parents have moved around a lot, and now they live here. So, and my family lives in Houston. So I think I definitely want to stay um, in Austin. In regards to our team, like, in, in five years, um, I just want us to be, like, the most consistent team um, like in the country, honestly, when it comes to playing in like the we're right now in the WPSL, but um, I just want our team to like be like a like a I mean global is like a big big goal, but at least within the U.S., a well-known brand and team that people you know constantly talk about. Um, hopefully, we get to that point where we get to uh, move up. I know uh, some of the leagues are changing their formats and having like a D D three or D two level league within these leagues that we have. So hopefully being um, in one of those um, and just being just being consistent. So from when we start in May, five years from now, uh, of course, being the same and of course better um, and just having good girls that, you know, come through and people are still talking about it. Um, that's that's hopefully um, my goal for myself and then for Austin Rise as well. That's our show for this week. Please subscribe, rate and review. Hit the like button, notification bell, whatever you got to do. Helps us get discovered. Helps run our numbers up. Follow us on the socials at the town underscore FC. Stay up to date on important news around the club by signing up for our Town Chronicles newsletter at thetownsc.com. And as always, tweet us your comments and let us know what you thought about the show. All right. Peace.